1: Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land v. World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort ride by ride, land by land, park by park to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question. Which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Joining me to help find the answer is Jeremy from Spectro Radio. Hey, we're on the quest. We're on the quest together. Thank you for joining me on the quest along with Dan from Dan hates the Beatles.
2: Hi, I'm Dan hates the Beatles, but I love quests.
1: All right, here we are questing together. And uh, how are you guys doing?
2: Doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm
0: good. How about you, Jeremy? I'm pretty good. I'm ready. I'm getting ready to go down to Florida in two days. Of course, this yeah. will come, probably come out after that. But I'm running the half marathon and the 10k this weekend at Disney World. Good for you. I will be
1: there too in honor of your your run. Except I'm going to wait until you leave and then okay. I will be there. Yeah, going down. Um I'm going down my parents are going to be there and we went in May and while on the Animal Kingdom Safari, my father had a supposed heart attack while on the ride and the Disney people were, as you would imagine, just incredibly gracious and generous, and they ran all the tests at the exit of the ride and kind of sequestered him and my my whole family. And then they took him to the hospital, and they were so attentive, they had managers coming in with the name tags to the hospital and checking in on him, is he okay? And as a result, he and my mom got and my sister got two two-day park hopper passes that just never expire show up give us your id and you get park hopper passes so that was really generous it was cool i'm
2: curious was the hospital on property it was not
1: okay he was evacuated from the park and brought to a hospital off-site did they take him to celebration health i did not get all the details nor did i get the doctor's name (laughs) just okay i was gonna gonna ask what room number was he in (laughs) Uh, 214 um all right so anyway what my dad is a he's a wonderful man a very eccentric man we want to get him on as a as a guest one of these days but he has been dying for the last like 30 years like everything he's done over the last 30 years this is my last time to yellowstone it's my last time to all these places and he's now on a farewell tour of like he's going to hawaii for the last time mind you this is the last time before the last time because he spent i think a thousand nights on one of the islands of Hawaii for the last, I don't know, 40 years or whatever. He goes to Hawaii, but he doesn't actually go to Hawaii. He goes to a hotel in Hawaii and does whatever he
2: does. (laughs) It's
1: a magical place. But anyhow. So he approaches
2: last tours like the same way like Cher does. Like Cher or the Rolling Stones, right? So
1: he and I, I grew up going to Disneyland with my dad, which is, you know, probably why I'm such a big fan daddy issues or, or you know whatever it is so I want to be with my dad and we go to Disneyland every year it felt like and he said we can go and do 10 attractions like that's it we're in and out 10 attractions however long that takes so an attraction to my dad is like the main street vehicles that's one check <laughs> <laughs> great moments with Mr. Lincoln check <laughs> tiki room check yep. those so, are
0: all attractions <laughs> I, Your dad. your dad, your dad is absolutely right
1: that's right so a little 10 year old going to disneyland with his daddy to ride the i think even the the parking lot tram counted i'm not sure but that's a bit of a
0: stretch right
1: so a trip with my dad to disneyland was uh usually a three-hour affair and it was in like january on a rainy day specifically where you couldn't see anybody else this is back in the day for you younger listeners when you could go to the parks and there wouldn't be anybody there anyhow so he's on his farewell tour of epcot because his first trip to disney world we went together in 1999 he'd never been before and he was at epcot for 10 hours it was insane he loves it so much that's all he wants to do so we are going to epcot having a farewell tour of epcot with my mom and dad and me
2: just the three of us so wait he he went from a three-hour limit at disneyland to i love epcot so much that I'm, i'm just here for 10 hours
1: that's it. That's fantastic. It was fantastic. unplanned, and I don't think he'll do 10 hours this time, but we have two days to play. I'm going to go rope drop, like three hours before rope drop, to try to do Rise of the Resistance and give a full report to Mr. Petros, who uh, got spoiled on the parking <laughs> up <mass. laughs> He said something, like, damned to my entire family for saying anything about Rise of the Resistance, but anyway. All right, let's get this show started. So, our
2: favorite segment, what is Dan watching on Disney Plus? Hmm? Well, I did get around to watching the uh, the sultan and the rock star um is that the sultan from aladdin no it, well you would think that the, the the only other obvious choice would be that the sultan would be a tiger which it is and oh. the yes the rock star is timothy hutton um playing himself um they mentioned the character's name a couple times but it may as well just be timothy hutton um, okay. he, he is a rock star, and it there's the music in this movie is amazing. It's basically, I think, whoever did the soundtrack to um, Between Two Ferns did this music. I think it's Yanni. Uh, here's hoping. Um, it is. It features. Um, well, the story is that the Sultan is a a tiger that was featured on TV, and it mauled somebody, and that's okay. really all we know. So
1: this is a Siegfried and Roy documentary.
2: uh, May as well be, and then uh, the tiger is purchased by an eccentric millionaire who trains it via a a, an evil trainer to be mean, because it's not. So okay, right? So the the trainers are
1: supposed to be mean.
2: Well, this one is tame because it's a it's a TV star. And so right. the, uh, the trainer has two days to make him mean, and he, he does, apparently. But not really, because the Sultan and the Rockstar become friends. It's a really solid movie. Um, okay. If you like just really weird live-action Disney movies... This is this is a good one. I give this it This is the a, one for you. Yeah, well, it's not the one, but it's a really good start. It's uh it's a TV made for TV movie, so it's a very uh, low investment. Uh, it has what I have in my notes, a Lynchian sense of time and space. I don't know if it takes place in one day or a week. I, it doesn't matter. The Sultan and the Rockstar. Mm-hmm. Oh, also in the in the titles, it's called The Hunter and the Rockstar, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um I sort of, no. kind of recommend this movie for the purposes of watching a really weird okay. Disney live action movie. I give it three out of five Frozen heads.
1: Well, thank you for that review. Um, speaking of made for TV movies, did you see Noel? Either of you?
0: No, I've never even heard of it.
1: No, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, you don't have Disney Plus? So it's uh, it was. I think it was actually a theatrical release intention, but it's uh, Anna Kendrick playing Santa Claus's daughter, and Bill Hader is Santa Claus's son, and. He's kind of a screw up, and he moves to Arizona to escape being Santa Claus. And so, Anna Kendrick is the new Santa Claus now.
0: Is Santa Claus a hereditary position? I did. I just thought he lived forever.
2: I, it's an it's it's <laughs> a course. family.
1: It's a passed down over generations. So she is Noel Kringle.
2: Right. So it's not the Santa Claus like the Tim Allen movie. It's like the Santa gene pool.
0: Same basic idea, but
1: yeah, it's, okay. it's fun. It's cute.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. So. The idea of Santa reproducing isn't something I want to think about. It, it. Uh, I mean, he has a Mrs. Claus. Oh, oh. It, I think they're just good friends. Oh, that's Santa Claus for the baby <laughs> Claus. <laughs> well,
1: he she calls him Papa in the Rudolph one on the Rankin Bass Rudolph. Oh. Papa, who ever heard of a skinny Santa?
2: Heat, <laughs> heat. Yeah. anyway
1: so the other thing i was gonna say is on disney plus so there are so many people who are all a twitter on twitter that they took away home alone home alone two and home alone three after the holidays and people are so upset
0: about this like why did they go back to the vault it's like because it's a christmas movie and christmas is over people are upset about home alone three I'm upset about Home Alone three, but I'm upset that they made it.
2: (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, does it? I mean, how? What? What are they losing? It doesn't take up physical space. They just they could put everything up there.
1: They should, and they should have like a day at Disneyland from the '80s and all those all the like. To Earth stuff. They should have Stacey on there.
0: Isn't the anyway. whole point of an on-demand streaming service that you can get stuff whenever you want it? You don't buy the DVDs now because it's all there. Like, this defeats the whole purpose of what it is. If I wanted to be taunted and wait, and wait for stuff, I could just wait for Rudolph and Home Alone to come on NBC at, when the time is right. The point is you're paying for it so you can get it when you want it. <laughs> That is true, and the fact that the Sultan and the Rockstars on
1: there, but Home Alone is not. Well, I mean, and you make a Watcher
2: point. in the Woods isn't on there. I maybe that's just me. I don't know. Watcher in the Woods. What is that? Like the Catcher in the Rise cousin? No, Watcher in the Woods is fantastic. It is terrifying. It's starring uh, Bet Medler, Betty Davis. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Ron White, Ronald Reagan. I, I don't know.
2: It's, yeah, you know.
1: Well, that has been, what is Dan watching on Disney Plus? We need theme music. Jason, put in some theme music. All right. <laughs> also sponsored by The Usual Suspects. That's the etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash coveyors. You can get coviers and really cool t-shirts. And then concierge, which is a vacation planning service that is free of charge to you. They will manage all of your Disney vacations, Disneyland, Disney World, Disney Parks. I actually have a call in to our, our contact today. We, we missed calls, but uh, I think he's going to be a guest host or a guest judge on one of the future episodes. Nice. And he can tell us more uh, about concierge because he is a concierge. So, horse's mouth. It's an entire episode of sponsorship. And we are also brought to you by the upcoming overlay of the American adventure American Spring Break. See how all the great figures in American history let loose and get their party on. Mark Twain and Ben Franklin take their fan boat of time through our country's most epic butt chucks <laughs> and problematic games of truth or dare. That's right. This highly controversial holiday overlay is bound to trigger some snowflakes, as you guessed it. Every single scene you're used to has been given a hard partying twist that you'll, you're likely imagining right now. Don't miss the American Spring Break, because whoever thought of it is getting fired and won't be coming back in 2021.
2: <laughs> Sounds great. What is okay. a butt chug? <laughs> it's best, not we, it's best okay. that we don't get into it. Let's not talk
1: about it. <laughs> All right, before we get into today's show, I want to share a couple of things. I went through the Haunted Mansion episode. It was a little bit uh, controversial, I should say. But uh, one of the things I need to clarify, uh, the entire Mandalorian Minute uh, evidently was not correct in any way at all. So <laughs> uh, sc- uh, forgive us, those of you who are hardcore fans. Uh, also, we heard Paul Fries on the show. We heard his voice from time to time for the points, but mm-hmm. it turns out he died in 1986. I mean, how creepy is that?
2: That's weird. Isn't that weird? Why? Like, he must we... have like recorded those ahead of time, knowing Why that... did he die? <laughs> why did he die? Do we have to explain that to Jeremy? No, but why is that... <laughs> why is that...
0: We... I don't understand. Why is that weird? Because we heard his voice last week for the points. Like, whoa, God.
1: There he is. Oh, oh okay. God. Oh, it. my God. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Another thing we talked about were uh, scare mazes. I, I brought up that they have scare mazes in Tokyo. And it turns out it's actually Hong Kong. And I want to read this to you because it's really fascinating. And you can watch this online. So starting in 2007, Hong Kong Disneyland started a Main Street haunted hotel. They were reusing unused conceptual art from Disneyland's original Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Remember, it was supposed to be on Main Street. <laughs> so they had this concept art and they, you, they repurposed this concept art for a haunted mansion on Main Street. USA. Listen to this. A murderous corpse bride in a vignette of a cadaver in a bathtub. Through feedback from the guests, they expanded the offerings and the the peak of the scary came in 2016 with one of the most gory scenes to date in a Disney park. This was called the Nightmare Experiment. It's a temporary walkthrough of Disney stories guided by a mysterious professor J.T. Wu. It's a mind-bending dreamscape journey through a laboratory tunnel and Labyrinth that leads to Dr. Facilier's Dark Realm from the Princess and the Frog, a jail from Pirates of the Caribbean, an encounter with Sid Phillips Mutant Toys from Toy Story, and a Tarrant Hightop's Lunatic Asylum from Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. It is really, really That creepy. sounds wonderful. And you should watch the video. It's, it's so it's
2: it's it's not like a, a
1: Halloween haunt from one of the you know, the uh, whatever, Knott's Berry Farm or whatever. So it's not but like, it's it not like really Mickey
2: Mouse is sawing Goofy in half or anything like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that that's actually just last year. <laughs> but I think they finished in 2017, but it was v- very atypical of a Disney park, but it's uh, their version of the haunts. Check it out. Well, I'm surprised YouTube. by that
0: because Hong Kong, uh, neither Hong Kong nor Shanghai, I believe, have a haunted mansion because something... Correct. And I'm I'm wading through a sea of uncertainty right now, but I'm going to explain it the best way that I can. But something about um, culture in Asia, they don't really like thinking about. Or there's something not good about death the, in the, the afterlife. Death, yeah. But there's a cadaver here. There, I mean, right. obviously they're invoking that. So I'm I'm confused how that yeah. fits in. I also don't think that fits in the Magic Kingdom. So I'm I'm surprised by all of this.
1: It does not. Yeah, it's really weird. And they don't do it anymore. Imagineering was, as you can imagine, very upset because this does not meet with a Magic Kingdom theme, to your point. And they do have a mystic manor, of course, which is, you know, their version of a haunted mansion, but there's no death and whatever. It's just kind of mysterious things. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's creepy stuff. And uh, I'd recommend a, a nice watch. on. But I think Hong Kong is Western enough, right, that maybe they've got enough Western influence who... It's not mainland China anyway, so... Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about at the end of every episode, when we, regardless of which thing we decide is better, we usually do some kind of a summary and and honor the attraction that didn't win. And I think it's important. We talked about we talked about the the two different attractions, and they both were essentially developed at the same time, and they were basically built simultaneously. But something that I wanted to talk about that is maybe fundamental to this podcast, which is. We're talking, we're trying to be as objective as possible about this, but we can't negate the fact that there is a, an emotional connection to these things that is shared by so many people. And there's so much passion. I mean, Dan did like 25 hours of (laughs) of research on this thing. So I think it's important that we acknowledge the attraction for what it is and the value that it has for so many people. And. And the emotional connection that it has, again, we're trying to take emotion out of this show, but sometimes we probably need to acknowledge that people really care and are passionate about these things. And and we didn't really get a chance to do that in the last show. So I wanted to mention that. Any comments?
2: Yeah, that was rough. It was, it was <laughs> Jeremy, you did not have an easy job. And listening back, um, I, I still do not envy envy the, the role you were put in at all. Um yeah, that was a rough show. But I listening back, I think it was uh I think you're right. Uh emotion uh, emotion did get in the way with me certainly. Um but I think uh, I think I think we did I think we did good work there. Okay, good. I
1: agree. I listened back. I thought it was great. Clearly I've already given you all the clarifications. And I will say one of the points we made was the experience you can only have so many months out of the year because it becomes a different experience. So it's closing soon, and it'll be closed for several months because they're doing a total overlay. And I wonder, perhaps, they will add interactive elements to the queue. I don't know. It might, might change things a little bit. Who knows? No, you're talking about Disneyland, right? yeah, because the uh, overlay's, you know, changing or going away for the yeah. next nine months. Okay, so on this show, we argue which is better between an attraction or a land or a ride or whatever it is but sometimes, in order to come to the conclusion, we should have to ask ourselves, should this still exist? To that end, today's episode, The People vs. Star Tours. Or, also known as Star Tours v. Not Existing at All. <laughs> 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 so... It's important to discuss Star Tours. This is gonna be a little bit different. This is gonna be a little bit more about three dudes talking about a, a subject of something, whether or not it should exist, not necessarily which is better, but I think once we decide if the thing should exist or not, we have to decide ultimately which is the better experience for our listeners. So wanted to start with Star Tours being sort of a, a spiritual predecessor for the indie ride, right? We talked about it on the indie show. They wanted to take that little bit more active uh, environment of the motion simulator. They took the motion simulator and they moved it where it actually moved onto a track, right? So same basic idea. It replaced the adventures through space or the adventures through intercourse for insider cast members on account of the naughty adult stuff.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the
1: original idea for the motion simulator technology was to be used for the black hole attraction. Yeah,
0: What? Right. Wait a minute, I didn't yeah, hear about black that. The Black
1: Hole was the original, going to be the ride they were going to use the technology on, so the plan was to use the show elements from the movie The Black Hole, and then people saw The Black Hole. The, the hit <laughs> movie. Then people... There's a movie called The Black Hole? Yeah, it's it's a lot like... <laughs> Available today on Disney it's, Plus. <laughs> it's, I think they're sort of answer to Star Wars a little bit. Can, is that right, Dan?
2: A fair assessment is I think they wanted to respond to Star Wars, but... I have a feeling that the people behind the creative work there wanted to do a 2001 Mm -hmm. answer, and instead they just made a movie that doesn't make any sense at all. Have you shown this to a class recently? Yeah, well, I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I was in a... This uh, is the one. Yeah, I was in an AP math class, and they wanted to watch the last half hour with no context at all. With no context, It was
1: Fantastic. So the movie comes out, and uh, after people saw it, well, the problem was like only six people actually saw it. It wasn't very <laughs> highly reviewed. Uh, so the idea was scrapped, and then when Mikey Eyes, that's, that's his name, <laughs> Mikey Eyes. Mikey Eyes came on board in 84, uh, got a tour of Imagineering to George Lucas, and then Breck Eisner told his dad that it was the coolest thing ever. You have to build this, and then also Splash Mountain. Stay tuned for that
2: on a future episode. Do you have something to say about Breck Eisner, Dan? I just find Breck, Breck Eisner fascinating because here's this 14-year-old that was basically given like the keys to the kingdom. Be like, let's make... Vid- right. Dad, let's make Videopolis. <laughs> like, totally. I ooh, need a hat- nightclub. What happens? What happens to a person after right. that?
1: <laughs> well, they were trying to get teenagers to be excited about Disneyland. And, and you know, you get Captain EO, you get Star Tours, Splash Mountain. It, it, it did make... A difference. Like it Disneyland worked. was. Yeah. I think yeah.
0: Uh, let's raise a glass to Breck. <laughs> right? It's a good <laughs> to point. To Breck. I mean, <laughs> to Breck. I mean, what else it's were mazel. we going to have?
1: <laughs> That's a good point. So thank you, Breck. This uh, podcast is now dedicated to Breck Eiser. He's a Hollywood director,
2: he makes the movies. Does that makes sense.
1: Okay. And uh, so they uh, the cue from Adventures to Interspace. Uh, and Star Tours are very similar, right? It's largely the same layout and footprint. But the show building was totally gutted and they had to start over again. And they had to crane in these massive ride vehicles that cost like eight hundred grand each. There's there's actually, uh, I'll get to it in just a minute, but um, because the original ride doesn't exist anymore, now it's Star Tours, the adventures continue. I'm not going to go too deep in the original show, but I want to note a couple of things. There's an opening day special that is very entertaining to watch where your favorite characters come out and they do some battles and then it becomes like a ballet of some kind like there's Han and leia like swinging from ropes and darth vader does like a dance with his daughter (laughs) it's
2: weird this is the stuff that should be on disney plus
1: exactly exactly so anyway in the so watch that and also watch the youtube uh yesterworld he did a whole thing on the history of this ride and it's all the easter eggs that you know and love That we would normally like to provide on this podcast, but he does it so well. Just go watch that.
2: Well, and I'll put these up on the uh, Supreme Resort group on Facebook as well. Oh, perfect. Thank you.
1: Uh, So anyway, um, the only couple things that I thought were cool is that in the new version of the queue, the original prototype of Rex, the Rex unit who voiced uh, the Star Speeder 3000 who piloted that, he can be seen in the queue as well as Jar Jar Binks encased, encased in carbonite. You know in the queue in the cargo bay before you get onto the ride, there's like a blue screen in the back, and there are people walking by Mm, going through the spaceport. One of them has Jar Jar Binks encased in carbonite on its side, pushing it through like Consolo and and Boba Fett. (laughs) Yeah. Even you can appreciate what Jar Jar Binks is, Jeremy.
0: I don't know who it is. (laughs) I have a question. Um, When they... Because they, you said they built these whatever half a million dollar, eight hundred thousand yeah. dollar. They bought these; these there were military simulators. ride simulators, yeah. right? Right, flight Correct. simulators. Mm-hmm. When they redid the attraction in twenty ten, do you know if they kept those old simulators or and just re you know redid a new you know, redid them or did they build new ones from scratch? Were they still they're usable? The
1: same, yeah, they're the same simulators. The challenge was the video because what they did is they ran the tape, like the video tape around the ride like it just it, it was constantly looping around the actual physical ride vehicle
2: of course they did what are you laughing huh? about
1: that's how they solve the problem It's yeah, just it's on a just it's that's
2: fantastic i love i love that kind of stuff it's just yeah so as yeah. it's
1: moving the 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 ride film is is wrapping around the the star speeder and then it projects on a screen and it's the same star speeder but they don't have physical film anymore it's digital I'll oh, draw you a okay. picture
0: <laughs> well I get that I get that it's digital now
1: <laughs> so uh, and also the last droid in the queue is voiced by Patrick Warburton, who was originally supposed to be the pilot for the revised version before we end up with c three p o so there you have it that is the brief, ever so brief history and ride of star tours. we all know and love this ride it's a very popular attraction still the So what we want to talk about today is now that we have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and by the way, in the exact same park as Star Tours, does Star Tours still belong in the parks? So let's start with Disneyland. Disneyland Star Tours is in Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. Okay? Problem number one. Star Wars, the very first line in every Star Wars film is a long time ago. Right? Right? and then a galaxy far, far away. But Tomorrowland is, um, by definition of the word, not a long time ago. hmm Right? So it doesn't belong in Tomorrowland. Okay? And across the park, they have a Star Wars land that basically has Starport, Star Tours 2.0 and the Millennium Falcon accomplishes the same basic thing. Right. You're doing the same. It's a motion simulator, video game, whatever. But it ticks all the same boxes. Right. Doesn't it It kind of does the same thing? Everybody can write it, whatever.
0: What are your thoughts? So I'm curious. I mean, George, before Disney bought Star Wars, the property, right? George right. Lucas, who was the the, you know, the owner of Star Star Wars and who who nurtured it and loved it. He signed on. He knew that they were going to build it when this was just a partnership between two companies. You know, he knew it was going in Tomorrowland, but but he's so I feel like he's so protective of it. But he was he he overlooked this massive, this massive disconnect between the story and what's going on in Tomorrowland. I feel like yeah. I don't know how they got around that.
2: Yeah, I I think I mean, it fits. Aesthetically, it does fit in Tomorrowland. It's space stuff. Yeah. now, to be fair, I, I agree with you. I don't think Star, Tur- Star Tours should be in Tomorrowland now. I think it makes sense that it was as a, well, it's a space thing, and we don't really have a space thing. So it's a workaround there. But um, I, it doesn't need to be in Tomorrowland and have its own land at the same time. Right. However, I get that it's a thrill ride, and... Uh, whatever uh, the smugglers run is probably maybe less of one, but yeah, maybe. it's still kind of too much star Wars, especially given the long time ago galaxy far, far away thing.
1: Yeah. And, and if you're going to do it, put it in California adventure or so, I don't know something, right? I just don't think they both need to be there. So what I would like to ask is what do you think fits better in that space? Are we
0: picking between? What do you mean? What what fits better? I'm
1: sorry. If if we decide that it doesn't make sense, it sounds like we both agree that it doesn't really make mm-hmm. sense to be there. It doesn't need to be there. We got we got what we need and start in bat two, right? Maybe. So if it's we a different decide, story.
0: Okay, go for it. Wow, well, that's about all I know. Well, how how so? But <laughs> it's it, it's based on the first. It's based. It, it has its roots in the original trilogy, right? And Batuu is it completely. Did. It's a completely different time, as as I understand it. I mean, except that when you go on Star Tours mm-hmm. now,
1: you land in Batuu, and oh, that's true. and BB 8s there, and and Finn comes
2: on the little screen. Why are you in well, and-
1: Star Tours, like? It's a lot. Yeah. Well, of and I think melody. also
2: with Star Wars Land, they're going to have to scrap the the adherence to that certain timeline at some point because I don't want to get into like spoiler territory here, but there are some characters that should not be right. there anymore.
1: <laughs> That's right. So it is a snapshot in time. Your living adventure. If you saw the rise of Skywalker, right. it doesn't make sense anymore, right? But, you know, neither did Star Tours because it was set after the Return of the Jedi and you go to fight the Death Star. I mean, (laughs) none of it made a lot of sense.
2: But, I mean, now they have this, this higher standard that they've set for themselves in Star Wars Land where it's like, it's super immersive. You get to, you know, make a lightsaber. Like, I feel like it cheapens Star Wars Land by having Star Tours in Tomorrowland. And it keeps Tomorrowland in this weird place where they're relying way too much on Star Wars and way too much on Pixar. Like that's not how you, Tomorrowland needs to be fixed and keeping Star Tours there is not how you fix it. And
1: everybody acknowledges that. So what I'm suggesting is if we don't think it needs to be there and Tomorrowland needs to be fixed, what happens in that space to replace
2: Star Tours? Well, I happen to have an idea that I think everyone wins here. Okay. What if we bring back a shrinking ride? What if we bring back a shrinking ride in the guise of an Ant-Man uh, yes. ride? And right. they can treat it just like they did the old Tomorrowland. Like, uh, here's uh, uh, P- Professor Pym with his you know shrinking devices and his shrinking technology. And you get to go through and, and shrink down. Basically, they can remake... Um, adventure through inner space right but with a heavy reliance on Ant-Man as their reason for presenting it I mean (laughs) Ant-Man is he a Marvel character yeah he's a Marvel character so then does having
0: does the same problem happen if you have Marvel land across the way does it make sense that you would have this random marvel attraction on the other side
1: well here's my answer to this now number one ant man is uh what he sounds like he's a regular man but there's a technology that can shrink him down to the size of an ant but ants can carry what 10 times their weight or whatever so he's really strong too but with that across the globe they are building simultaneously various campuses of the avengers like the campus in Anaheim is going to be directly linked to the campus in in Paris so they're all going to tell different stories but they're all going to be interconnected. So if that's the way they're going, they could have another interconnected Avengers campus in Tomorrowland or that could become Tomorrowland.
2: Well, and, and I, the, what I'm proposing also is that you treat this basically you you make it seem as though it's an attraction that has existed since old Tomorrowland. Like it it's basically you're using Tomorrowland as a, uh, a foil for the ride itself to say, you know, here's, it's like the Hall of Aluminum. This is the Hall of Shrinking. So it's not right. so much like an ant, it's using the characters and the devices of Ant-Man and using the history of Tomorrowland itself to do like a tongue in cheek. It's, it's Disney, you can you can use this. Take it.
1: <laughs> right. It's just free. This doesn't cost you a thing. It's like booking with concierge. Uh, but maybe it's adventures through inner space that now has been taken over by Hank Pym or Scott Lang or whatever. So it's the same ride, the same little scope that you see in the queue. And then he's taken it over with his Pym particles. And now you're shrinking, not the size of an atom, but you're, I mean, so to your point, it could just go back to the original ride. Totally. And then they could essentially overlay But with
2: better technology. I mean, if you look at the the storyline of the ride, it's that he goes down to the size of an atom and he's tempted to go beyond. Well, in the movie, we go beyond smaller than the size of the atom. That's a good point. That's a good point. point, some, Some place that I don't remember the name of. Like, you could just have the ride be that. And people yeah. who are nerding out over uh adventure through inner space, they win, Disney wins, Disneyland wins, uh Michael yeah. Douglas wins, Michael Catherine wins Zeta Jones. By default, um, yeah. yeah. And yeah,
1: quantum realm. Like beyond the size of an atom, right? And you're s I mean, and then you
0: exit and then you're I don't know. There's there's all kinds of stuff that uh that could be done. Um, But then all of us who think that Star Tours is a far superior attraction to Smuggler's Run are the ones who lose.
1: True. And I agree with you. I think it's a more fun adventure going to places that we know, places that we've seen. I mean, Hondo Anaka is the animatronic in, in Smuggler's Run. It's a great animatronic. But if you don't know, like deep dive, like Star Wars Rebels and this other canon on TV, nobody knows who Hondo Anaka is. Like the casual guest doesn't know. Once you learn about it, it's cool. But you're going to a place that you've never seen it's it's the whole start it's the whole Batu problem I don't know any of this stuff I've not seen any of this stuff and it does I can't relate to it right kind of like Pandora they're cool rides but where am I like I, I don't connect to any of this stuff and who's the shaman of song like, what what's this what's going on I see it's cool but
0: I don't get it well I think this is the problem with uh, A Ride Like Smuggler's Run. So I can take a step back because I've never seen a Star Wars movie, period. I've never seen more than three minutes of one. I love Star Tours. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. I think that those characters are, are so good that me having never... Seen a Star Wars movie? I walk in after a minute of hearing R2D2 and C3PO banter back and forth. I know who these two guys are. Right. I get them. I get there. I get the essence of who they are. I get what they're going to do in the movie, and then they're taking me on a really fun ride. And I, as a person who's never seen that movie and probably never will, can still really enjoy it and not leave there scratching my head in frustration. Okay, Smugglers Run, completely different story. It feels there's no warmth. There's no whimsy. There's no heart it's cold you have like you said you have to be really deep dive into this and I think the other thing is is something that Dan alluded to is that where Walt had envisioned these loosely themed areas fantasy land you can you have a lot of creative liberty to play with that theme and put things in that are fantastical or tomorrow land you have a lot of creative license with that we let star tours live there for 29 years or however long it's been With little questioning of it, right? But clearly, you have put us on this planet that is a snapshot. It's a moment in time. It's very short-sighted. Who knows where the Avatar trilogy is or the Avatar series is going to go? Who knows where Star Tours – how are we going to be on Batuu forever now? And I think they would have been better to have just a generic Star Wars land with some really great Star Wars attractions. They could – but you you thematically can't move... You couldn't pick Star Tours up, the better attraction, and move it to Batuu. Mm-hmm. It would make no sense there. That's true, because right. you're already yep, on that, that planet.
1: Too. Unless it is an entry point, which brings me to Hollywood Studios' Star Tours, okay? Basically the same ride, same queue, same basic stuff happens. There may be some different things in the queue, different nuggets or whatever, but the only cooler thing is that you walk under an ad hat walker and you walk through the forest of Endor that's just that's just theming that's nothing really different or special but Star Tours in Orlando is like a hundred feet away from Batu. the mm-hmm. back of it is like a hundred feet so my point is in Disney World you have two entrances to Star Wars Land have you walked through it yet Jeremy? No. Okay so you have two entrances whereas I think there are three in Disneyland right? yes why not make star tours an entry point to batu okay in the in that i'm ride, shocked that they didn't right it's just i mean in the ride you land on Batuu at the end in some scenes like i know it varies but for a while it was you're always landing on batu so if you're doing that this is your entry point to batu you walk off of the attraction if you want to go back to hollywood studios you go right if you want to go to batu go left And that's just another way in, and build a tunnel, theme it up, and then you can have all of it. Then it makes sense, Jeremy, because I just took a flight and I landed on this planet, and now I'm walking out to see this planet, and I don't know
2: why. I think it makes right. I think it makes perfect sense to for Star Tours to exist in a like a studio park that then you know at the end you can go it can either be like and now you're in batu and you can go experience that or you can go back out to the studio right like it just thematically it fits more and i agree that star tours is the better ride um i just think that in tomorrow in tomorrowland at disneyland there's you got that space issue again Uh, the you know the
0: Yes. I think it just stinks that we've been led to a place where we're willing to jettison the superior attraction for theming. Right. For over- it's like, well, we have to get rid of it because it doesn't fit in the theme. But we didn't come here to just stroll around. Like, I did come here ultimately for the attractions. Yeah, and they're not going to get I rid of it. And we're also, we're adults. Like, I, <laughs> you do have to know that, like, for five seconds, like, I, that's why I get a little annoyed. It's like when I'm going down Splash Mountain and I see Cinderella's Castle... Like, what it doesn't take me out of right, the, right the Briar Patch or what you know. Like I'm like, it's okay, guys. Well, like, yeah, you might see something <laughs> because you actually aren't there.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Cinderella Castle is acting as it's it's weenie, right? That it's doing its job, and I get your point, and and it, yeah. But that's before full immersion. But when you're gonna take this Harry Potter route, where you're fully in this place you're going to have to commit or not, right? And that's kind of the point. There's no ride that has anything to do with Harry Potter that is outside of that land, right? So I think the story is, Jeremy, to your point, and I, I fully agree with you, but we're just kind of arguing does it make sense to be there. Um, I think the story is you're on Earth in Disneyland, in Tomorrowland, going on a ride. You're flying through the stars, right? Versus I am on the planet Batu. That's the difference. It's a fully immersive thing. You're on a planet versus I'm taking off from earth. I'm landing back on earth. That, I think that's the story, which is why they justify it because it's too popular of an attraction to get rid of.
2: I, I just feel like if, if you're going to build a star Wars land and it makes perfect sense to have it right next to star tours at Disney's Hollywood studios. And again, I'm shocked that you didn't just make the connection. Right. Um, I, That makes a lot of sense. But to me, I feel like if you have a Star Wars land way in the back and then you have like you have Star Tours, which is like Star Wars land light sort of. Yeah, because it's Tatooine
1: themed. It's called the Tatooine
2: Traders, for God's sake. It just kind of feels like, well, if you don't feel like waiting in line for that, there's this. I mean, I know that that that's after the fact, (laughs) but we're in a new we're in a new place now. And they've they've sort of like they've raised the bar. They've established this being a new thing. And it Mm -hmm. does create to me, at least it creates an issue, especially with all the other stuff, the Tomorrowland, the space, all of it. Okay. And it is a better ride. (laughs) It is.
0: It is a better ride. Well, I guess I'm just, you know, we're, 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 I'm challenging the premise because the thing is, is like, you're, you're, we are having to ask ourselves this because assuming that we must accept full immersion, but it's like, why do we have to copy Harry Potter? Like, great. That's what they did. Congratulations. You don't have, you don't have the ability to weave together multiple things into a fantasy land or an adventure land they don't do that right so but Mm -hmm. like we're copying the copiers and that seems to me i'm i just don't accept the premise that i have to live in full immersion and now jettison what is ultimately superior attractions for the sake of some stupid theme right that's 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 my argument
2: yeah well and i wonder if what gets me to where you're at is that the problem is that tomorrowland kind of sucks right now and that that's true star tours is it's not really star tours fault right no but it's
1: also doesn't make sense in hollywood studios unless it's meant to be a hollywood set set in tatooine on a thing but that's not its premise it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense there either
2: well i think i think that gets suggested pretty heavily by the trees out front that are like half trees
1: okay okay so it's supposed to be a set so it fits in hollywood studios that's
2: that's sort of just how i've sort of taken it i mean it looks Uh, like a set from the outside and then you go inside and all of a sudden poof it's immersion now right Well, it's it's, yeah i mean it's not it's not the perfect explanation or version of that but it at least got me there and like the first time the first time i saw it which was like however long ago it was like oh studio makes sense you know Okay. All right. But that's just my dumb brand.
1: So if the look on Jeremy's face is any indication, our <laughs> listeners have checked out a long time ago. <laughs> no. So, all right. So we have decided, I think, that Star Tours should stay. It's a better ride. It's there. It's it's a people pleaser. It's a people uh, eater. And you know theme meme. i mean yes yes a little bit but you could fluff it and it's okay it makes sense that's what i'm hearing do you agree dan
2: i think that in order for star Wars Tourists to stay in tomorrowland they got to fix tomorrowland badly right because it's it's just it's it's too much it, having that especially across from uh the Astroblasters. Yeah, <laughs> I can't uh, think of words. Right? Aren't working for me today. Yeah, it's it's across the street from Buzz Lightyear, and it's like, and it's you got the the people mover tracks that are like, just skeletal and dead. Yeah, that's like, awful. It's. Plant i tree. I think. I think yeah you do, do i mean and i i realize that it's gonna take a lot of work i realize that you know there's all sorts of apparently tomorrow land will crumble if you take down right. <laughs> people mover tracks but this is a problem that they created for themselves it's not like right. you know Lutz or whatever came over and went like poof now it's broken it's like they broke it i got they it they need to fix it i got it
1: discovery land that's what they did in Paris because the Tomorrowland problem, Walt saw it from the beginning. Tony Baxter took the lessons and he built Discoveryland, which is not Tomorrowland. It's, it's uh, more Jules verne kind of flight to the moon thematics and that kind of deal. And if you do, and they tried to kind of copy that theming, Jeremy, if you remember, mm-hmm. I think in the 90s, the little gold spires, spiky things coming out of the ground, a little bit more of a departure. But if it's Discoveryland, like it's World Discovery and Epcot mm. where are these like you've got uh, project rewind or whatever. You've got mission space. You've got you're discovering, right? So if we make it discovery land, you can discover star tours. You can discover, I don't know, shooting aliens, whatever. You discover finding Nemo,
2: you know, well, I mean? and who's this generation's Jules Verne, George Lucas, Mikey eyes, <laughs> Mikey eyes. That's right. Breck Eisner.
1: <clears throat> Breck,
0: okay. I mean, maybe, but then they went and built Shanghai and put in a Tomorrowland that's supposedly real
2: cool.
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of pictures and video. It's the only one I haven't been to is Shanghai. But that Tron thing, the aesthetic of Tron is going to totally change Disney World's Tomorrowland. It's going to totally change it. It's They've already started changing the colors, and so it's going to be a little sleeker, more neons. I went to Hong Kong's Tomorrowland at night. Uh, or is it Tokyo? It was Tokyo's, and it's like it is. This this feels like the future. It's really cool, and I think the, that that's really going to make a big difference in uh, Disney World. Anyway, well,
0: and that's interesting because Tokyo's Tomorrowland is pretty much what it like. It hasn't had a major overhaul. Yeah, it may, it may have a been Hong copy Kong. Copy of the, it's a, Tokyo's is a copy of the of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, maybe it must what, have been uh, Hong the Magic Kingdom was
1: right. It must have been Hong oh. Kong then. Anyway, whatever. The point is, Discovery Land solves the problem. I I completely agree with you on that. Or add more Star Tours. <laughs> Just have everything be Star Tours. <laughs> so Buzz, Buzz Lightyear's becomes Honda Anaka's uh, <laughs> Blasty
2: Jar Jar-Jar, Jar's uh, oh, laser, yes, yes. yes. laser lasso roundup. Jar
1: Jar's laser lasso roundup. Yes. <laughs> submarine Void becomes You're... Oh no, Jar Jar's got to be the submarine thing when they're going through the planet core on uh, Phantom Menace.
2: Right, right. Yeah, that's got to be Jar Jar. Yeah. Ride. <laughs> yep. Problem so then, solved. what would what would Buzz Lightyear be? It would be uh, oh, it'd be a, a, a solo story. The ride. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh God. It'd be like the the Waterworld problem. More people would see the show than saw the movie.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> All right, Jeremy's gonna fall asleep. Okay, so we have decided we're gonna keep Star Tours around. But we have to decide which is the better Star Tours for the sake of the show. <sighs> Does the fact that it doesn't make sense in Tomorrowland and the fact that the we have a theme, technically, if it's the, the set piece in Orlando and you've got the trees and you've got the Adat Walker, Forest Moon, because that's the only difference. Fundamentally, mm-hmm. the only difference between the two rides. And I, I mean, they both have a
0: gift shop that sells Star Wars merch. The one in Orlando is <laughs> themed a little better doesn't the one in Florida have two more simulators it probably does yeah that's a space thing it's just got more space but
1: if we can capacity less weight Mm, yeah yeah I mean yeah I I just for the sake of this conversation I'm just
0: trying you I mean well, you wanted to you said there's all hardly any difference I just gave you a really big difference I think there are six instead of four yeah I think you're right. Okay. So more
1: people can ride it. Uh, the queue is slightly better. The exit experience is slightly better. Do they have posters at Disneyland of all the places you can go? Yeah. The other things? Yeah, they yeah do. okay.
2: The and, queue, I mean, the outside queue is slightly better. <laughs> I mean, and I, honestly, the only point that I can make for Disneyland Star Tours over uh, the studios is that it's one of a few attractions keeping that land afloat, which isn't a good reason, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if, if we were going to be in the side by side conversation again, where you can go into sort of a, um, I don't know, a, a failing land and ride a really cool ride and then go to a slightly better theme where you get, kind of a more unique experience you're walking under an adat walker you're walking through the forest moon then you go on the ride and then you exit through a, a hyper themed gift shop that's themed Star Wars rather than Star Traders which is you know just because the word star in it but it's always called Star Traders right
2: so I don't know I'd I think, have to I think if you build that tunnel at Disney World yes two Batu, you yeah. build that tunnel that's clear clear winner across the board you right. keep it It's better. All of it. Um, But I guess flip of a. Yeah. If they're right next to each other. I just which one has the shorter line. Well, and And the answer is Florida. Disney World was probably the one. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So we answered two questions today. Question one. Should Star Tours still exist? The answer is yes. Question two is which is better. And that is Florida because it has a better total ambient experience a little more immersion makes a little more sense where it is uh, Disneyland needs to get credit for the fact that it was original and it was you know it was Breck's baby and it, <laughs> and it changed that park it totally revolutionized mm-hmm. that park that was one of the first things that did it and then Star Tours obviously Videopolis did something and then Splash Mountain and then Indiana Jones and all these things that just kept revitalizing that that park and it started with Star Tours so it needs to be commended but we will give this one to the Hollywood Studios Star Tours. And we want to be a part of the conversation with you guys. We know you're listening. A few of you have sent us some reviews. We got a random three star with no comment for some reason. I what? didn't understand that. Yeah, it was weird. So it might have been my, 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 one of my employees. I don't know. Anyway, because um, <laughs> I make them all listen to the show most of our <laughs> listeners it's part of their compensation it's day.
2: you yeah, gotta listen exactly. first
1: <laughs> so but anyway we know you're out there listening and we appreciate the support but we would really like to know what you think like there's a few people that we've read comments about they, anything Jeremy does they're all in um, and he's one third of the podcast and we want to know are we doing <laughs> the right thing are we saying the right things are we taking you down the right path are we making you mad whatever it is we want to know we want to make this show better I think it's continuing to evolve and get better so we would love to know. So please join our uh, social media conversations. Please email us at jimmy at earsup-podcast.com, dan at earsup-podcast.com. I, I'm going to write this down one day, Jeremy, so I can <laughs> read it Your How do we contact Jeremy?
0: You can follow me on Twitter at Spectro underscore radio and Instagram at Spectro under underscore radio. Okay. And you can listen to Spectro Radio, Disney Music, all day long at www.spectroradio.us and, I don't, and on the Live 365 app.
1: Right, which, by the way, it sounds incredible. Like, I'm listening to this all day, and I apologize because I'm probably taking most of your feeds. <laughs> it's like, why is this random stream in Georgia for 12 hours? But it, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's incredible, and everybody should really listen to it. If you're, if you're listening to this, well, you obviously are listening to this, otherwise you... Anyway, um, because you're listening to this, you probably like Disney parks and Disney in general. And it's just a wonderful place to be that spectral radio. I mean, it's just it just takes you away. And the stuff that you can listen to that the stuff that just comes out of left field, it's it's wonderful. It's a great escape. It's, if you're at your office, plug in your earphones and turn on spectral radio. I did try to listen to it on Alexa and it didn't work. I don't know what I did wrong. I said live, 360, live 365, play Spectral Radio. What am I doing wrong?
0: Uh, well you say Alexa, play live. Did you, have, did you enable the skill? I did enable the skill. And then you say Alexa, play live 365, and then you'll be prompted for a station or genre. And that's when you say that's, Spectral Radio.
1: That's my problem because I said play Spectral Radio on live 365.
0: No, you have to ask it for the station and then it'll ask you to dig deeper.
1: Sweet. I will. And all of you out there, there should also dig deeper and listen to Spectral Radio at Live
2: 365. It's wonderful and it's a great escape. Now, Jeremy, I'm curious if if the uh, soundtrack to the Sultan and the Rockstar is on there. <laughs> no it's not okay <laughs> not yet i've actually since i relaunched it on live
0: 365 i've backed away from some of the soundtracks i want it to be more park heavy i've noticed mm. that that's great um, yeah so i'm gonna have a soundtrack hour or so something but i've pulled back on how much you hear it in the average day-to-day. i like it i like
1: it. I, I like it for the park stuff that's why i tune in and, I think most people do. <clears> yeah. Right. And uh, Tuesdays are international days, all the international theme parks, right, on Tuesdays?
0: Yeah. So nine. it's an hour per park. Nine o'clock, oh, cool. I think, starts in Paris, and then it's it goes to Animal Kingdom, all the four Florida parks, California, and finishes in Tokyo. I don't have enough audio for Hong Kong and Shanghai. Yeah. Well, I one of my goals for this year is to get to Shanghai. So when I do, I will buy all the albums
1: and bring them back to you. <laughs> thank you. okay everybody thank you for joining us please get involved please share with us what we're doing right what we're doing wrong what you'd like to hear we have quite a few episode ideas and suggestions that we would like to get to but until then have a wonderful day be good to each other and we'll see you soon